I said, I got to talk to you. I think it was like 1130 at night. And he's like, can we talk in the morning? I'm like, no. And then I was like, what about running for school board? He goes, we don't live in the area. And I'm like, actually we do. And then he pretty much just like waved it off. Like it was no big deal. And he was like, well, then God opened the door. Love you. Good night. You know, type of a thing. Women are currently being erased in culture, and I want to amplify their voices and share their stories. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to This is a Woman podcast. I told you all last episode that I wanted to start 2024 off with a bang with just some amazing women and some amazing guests. And that's exactly why I chose today's guest to be the first guest of the year. She is a powerhouse of a woman. She is a warrior. She's a fighter. She honestly is receiving death threats and attacks on social media basically every day for simply standing up for children. She is just an inspiration. I've learned so much from her. I'm so grateful to call her my friend. She is the school board president at Chino Valley Unified School District, and I'm so excited for you guys to all hear today from the amazing Sonia Shaw. And Sonia, we are just so happy to have you here on the podcast today. No, thank you for having me. You know how much I love you, Sophia, and I just love everything that you're doing, and I wish we can have, you know at least 10 of you out there doing the same thing. So keep up the amazing work. I'm glad our younger generation has a role model to look up to. Well, thank you. And I'm just beyond grateful for you and our friendship. And just for the, I think I reshared one of your stories the other day and I was like the powerhouse of a woman she is because you really are. You're just like, you're really changing the whole nation. And I have a feeling you probably had no idea that would be the case. And that's why I wanted to have you on here today. Um, A lot of people are familiar with who you are. They know you're the president of the Chino Valley School Board. They know what's going on. They've seen you either on the news or they've seen you on social media and different things with this whole parent notification policy and then the school book porn policy. We can get into that, but I just know you have a really powerful story of What kind of led you to, I think first maybe we can touch on being a Christian because I kind of heard you share on that this weekend and that was really powerful. But then also what led to you becoming a school board member because a lot of people will say she's just another politician and that's just not the case at all. Um, And people are going to hear from you now to kind of know that you had no plans to ever get into politics or run for a school board seat. So I just want to hand it off to you to share about coming to faith and coming to being a school board member. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I think, you know, having a childhood that many of us have had, you know, a lot of challenges in our childhood, I have been very open about some of the challenges that me and my siblings have faced and only in hopes that maybe people would see because the world sometimes can get ugly. Um, I've been called every name in the book. They try to set you up. They try to say nasty things. But because of, I think, the childhood that I did have, it God knew he enabled um, you know some things to happen, but it's how we respond to it. But I also think it, it probably helped me in a time such as this because I, first of all, without God, there's no way you can endure some of the things that you know, you too, because I'm sure you hear a lot of things fighting when you fight for girls' rights. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, so I grew up, you know, my dad was from another country. My mom was from um, here in the United States. 
they met long story short three of us um, were born i am the oldest and then my mom um she didn't she left she left my dad in the middle of the night we had to go with her we my mom got into some drugs she met you know the wrong people long story short she had two babies back to back and i was staying home taking care of my siblings a lot not going to school during a certain time or missing a lot of school not even knowing what we were going to eat that day. I mean, there was times where I would hide the food stamps so they couldn't sell it for drugs. There was times I would dig needles in the front yard. So that way in hopes my mom wasn't going to do her next round. Um, just a lot of stuff. But I think that kind of gives you the scar tissue or the ability to get through some of the stuff we're seeing today. Um, although it's unfortunate and I, I, I really believe God, um, you know, I, I see them all over because there was a bus and I think I shared this. That's what you're speaking about this weekend. When I was walking the streets of Fontana, that happened to be the city we ended up in after a couple of women's shelters that we were in was Fontana. Those same streets we were walking are the same streets. I remember taking the bus, you know, um, with my mom to certain things um, when she didn't have a car. And I just remember also this was the the most beautiful part is looking back there was people who their mission was to tell kids in unfortunate unfortunate circumstances about jesus so there was a bus that used to come through the neighborhood and it would only pick up kids it wouldn't have um you know it wouldn't pick up parents or anything it was just a bunch of us kids that got on a bus they would take us to um a place which now i know is a church and they would tell us about jesus and feed us and then take us back so to me, that was just a beautiful reminder. And I just remember walking those streets this weekend and just thanking God, um, you know, and, and also thanking him for allowing us to choose to be able to be part of something because he doesn't need us, obviously, you know. And I think now if you fast forward, I've always been an involved mom because I didn't have an involved mom. So to me, being a mom was the most important thing. Um, like even when I did have a successful career, once I had children, it was like, God, how can I stay home with the kids and still help my husband because we need two incomes, you know? So whether it was cleaning houses or, um, you know, becoming a trainer where I can have my schedule, you know, around picking up kids and being there in the classroom once they got old enough you name it, I was there because, and, and it wasn't just for my kids. It was because I also knew other kids didn't have those things. Right. And to me, that was very important to be part of. And long story short, when the shutdown happened, a lot of things were revealed. And I really believe that in my heart. Um, I ended up having to give up my business for various reasons uh, when, you know, COVID happened and, and a lot of us faced a lot of different challenges, but looking back, I see, you know, got all over it because, there's a lot of stuff in the school system that I'm not saying in, you know, just in Chino Valley, I'm talking all over the map, but with normal day-to-day -day people, we weren't following bills. I didn't even know what a bill was. And then when you saw all these things, I think another parent said, when we started gathering on social media, talking about things, they said, oh, we need to go to our school board and tell our school board members. I'm like, what the heck is a school board? And who are these people? As involved I was in the site, I wasn't involved in that kind of a stuff and those kinds of things, um, you know, because me and my husband previous only had voted for two presidents. Um, we were never politically involved, but I see now we need to be involved. We have a moral obligation. And through these things, it kind of brought me to a different understanding of what how the political world now ties in to the moral you know, obligation that we all have to get involved. And I think that was very important lesson that I learned along with my husband and a lot of other parents, which I thought was beautiful because 
I think that's the biggest challenge that, you know, these state bureaucrats are facing is they don't know how to deal with this. They know how to deal with each other. They make all these side deals and do all these crazy, insane things, but they don't know how to deal with people like us. They don't know how to deal with a mom like me who gained a position because the people put me in the seat. So, um, you know, during this process, we started going to school board meetings. We started asking questions. We started providing solutions. We started saying, can we be part of these solutions? We quickly found out the majority of our school board were part of what we did not want near our kids. And so we knew something had to happen. Somebody said an election was coming up. We started attending our local GOP committee meetings. Mind you, we didn't even know these things existed. We started attending city events, things that we had no clue about. We started getting involved because we had purpose, right? And I think that was the most beautiful part is our purpose was our the you know the well-being of our children and not just our own but uh, you know the the majority of all children. Um so we started attending all those things. Um I I was the president of a grassroots. I I find it very complimentary when they talk all this high stuff about how successful our um our group was because we were just a bunch of moms and one dad who had a mission and heart to protect kids, right? Um, we would show up at assembly members' doors. They, they would close it on us. I think there was only one that actually like opened his arms to us. I, we started going to Sacramento, testifying against bills, knocking on doors, having signs being put up on doors when we would go there saying, we're not seeing anybody today. Oh, because you knew parents were coming. You know the games they play. Um, but we felt that firsthand. So it was like, wow why are they so concerned about hearing parents? So during that time, I became the president of the local grassroots um, parent group, and we started seeking for candidates. To, we're, we were transitioning into um, uh, trustee areas, which most districts throughout California, you'll see either did it or they're doing it. Um, so we had two areas come up, and we quickly, thank God, one of our moms had a connection to somebody who said they wanted to run um, for school board. He was a retired police officer. He, um, you know, was a coach in one of our schools. He has kids went through Chino Valley. He went through Chino Valley. It was like a done deal. We met with him. We loved what he was saying, what his passion was. And that was our first candidate. And then we were still seeking another candidate. Um, I went to, I was invited by a city council member. Um, to our state of the city event, which I didn't know what it was at that time. And then the lo a local GOP rep came up to me and said, hey, we heard what you guys are doing. Um, do you have any candidates we can support? And I was like, yeah, we have um, one. And they were like, well, you have two seats up. You need two. And I'm like, I know we just can't find anybody. And I remember going back to our parent group that afternoon when I got home and got on a Zoom because we would have Zooms, you know, all the time because his moms were busy and the one dad. And I remember saying, okay, one of you lives in this area. One of our moms learned how to do the maps, like read these maps and these trustee area maps. And we started going through our addresses. And then it, it came to me. I was the last one. Nobody, unfortunately, lived in those areas. And then I remember I said, no, I don't live there. Remember, like, you know, we looked at the maps before. Well, anyway, she put, now that she had a better understanding, she put my address into how she ever, however she figured it out. And the, my house is literally like on the borderline. And then I just, they all said Shaw 2022. Went upstairs, kissed my husband. I said, I got to talk to you. I think it was like 1130 at night. And he's like, can we talk in the morning? I'm like, no. And then I was like, what about running for school board? He goes, we don't live in the area. And I'm like, actually we do. And then he pretty much just like waved it off. Like it was no big deal. And he was like, well, then God opened the door. Love you. Good night. You know, type of a thing. And so we 
we ran, we switched over to running. I mean, it kind of ran parallel, you know, with, with the group and we switched over and put our energy and making sure both of the candidates that we had got elected and we were up against a machine. I'm talking like when I hear parents say, there's no way we can win this. And I'm like, yes, you can. It takes a community. It takes awareness and it takes involvement from every single person, whether you have parents that have gifts on how to do, um, you know, banners or social media posts or calls, phone calls. It could be anything. Walkers, you know, to walk and knock on doors. Um, and and that's what we did. And we switched our majority. We uh, in my heart, I believe we have a four one majority now where we used to have the opposite. We only had two board members that were giving us hope that there was good people out there trying to protect our kids. So yeah, long story short, I just passed my first year in January and um, here we are today. That's kind of a, what happened in a nutshell? No, I just, I love hearing that story. And something I love about it is when you say like, all right, you're just on the Zoom call with moms, find out that you are able to run, that you're in that area. And that was not even on your radar. It didn't even seem like it was an option. And something just like about this podcast, I feel like there, I started it because there's so many powerful, amazing, wonderful women. But I love that when you went to your husband, he was like, yeah, God's opened the door. Let's do it. And like, I think that's so important for younger girls to hear too, is like, you need to make sure you're with, you marry someone that's going to support you in your endeavors. That's going to say like, if that's what God's called you to, let's go for it. And I think that shows through you. I mean, I think behind every powerful, strong, great man is a great woman and vice versa. And so I just, I love hearing that part and just seeing, um, even at the rally we were at this weekend, seeing him there and supporting you because I know as much as the next person that getting involved in this stuff, it's you're bringing your whole family into it. You're bringing everyone into it. Um, but so, yeah, you became the school board president. You, like you said, you just finished your first year. And what a year that has been. Um, a lot of people that I've seen, well, the difference is there's some people that run for school board because they're like you. They're a mom that saw what's going on. And I think COVID woke up the world. It woke up California because the kids were home. What's going on? Why are they not going back to school when it's totally fine to be going back to school? Oh, now they're being masked in school, all these things. Um, and it just completely has woken everyone up. And it's gotten parents like you, just parents that, like you said, you were in the schools all the time. You were being the room mom and doing all those things, but you didn't know this next layer of how our ch how children were being affected from the school boards. Yeah. So you got in, you got elected, and you didn't just say, all right, let's just make this an easy year. Let's test run this. You went full force and did what was right. You got in to protect children, and that's what you've been doing. Um, so one of the main things that's created a lot of news, that's created a lot of chaos, that's created also a lot of good things, is the parent notification policy. Can you, I guess, just walk through to the, everyone listening why you decided to take that on? Maybe explain a little bit of what the policy is that um, Chino took in regards to that. And then also, if you can just explain how those meetings went. There is a lot of people there support. There's a lot of people there against. And maybe just your perspective of how that went. 
Yeah. So let me see if I could summarize this because it's pretty <laughs> wild. Okay. So as parents, when we, when I, when I mentioned we started following bills, we knew we would write support or, I mean, actually most of them were, let's be real. We were writing letters of, you know, please don't pass this bill. Please don't vote for this bill. Um, but what we were doing was asking our school board and our assembly members and our senators to do the same and write those letters and stand firm for our kids and say, we as Chino Valley Unified do not agree that we should have tampons in boys' restrooms. For example, that was one of the things I remember back then, just things like that, right? So when our school board resisted, it really frustrated us because it's like, these are common sense things. Why can't you just, as a district, you have parents voicing it out. Why don't you send a survey and ask parents, you know, if parents support this? Um, if our taxpayer dollars, if we want that to happen, or do we want it to go towards actual catching our kids up because there was a lot of learning loss. There, there was a lot of frustration and friction because they just did not want to listen to us. But what we, what I did when I got in, I still follow bills till this day, right? Like, and I saw AB 1314 by Bill Aselli, which now we know was co-authored um, by Aaron um, Friday. Well, she brought it to Bill Aselli and Bill ended up taking the bill. That's what happens, you know, when you go to your assembly members and your senators. And that's kind of how we, I, we all came to know you guys through the California Family Council. So I think it's really beautiful how it brought us all together, but and how organic it was to bring us all together. But the most beautiful part was, is I went in there and I was frustrated because I wasn't just me. It was parents were frustrated. Our board was not listening to us. So when I saw AB 1314, I said, I want to bring it forward as a resolution. As a district, if passed, we would write and call and be able to go to hearings and testify. That's why you saw me the one time on the district's behalf up there testifying against the bill is because of this, right? So what we did was, um, well, not on AB 1314, but on another thing, because that was another bill that, you know, we were actually like trying to fight against, which was AB, um, it was the the book one. I'm, I'm my- uh, 1078. 1078. Yeah. So our numbers, my numbers in my head. So anyways, <laughs> there's so many, it's so yeah. crazy. You know that more than anybody, but okay. So fast forward to Bill Aselli's bill. So I brought it forward and it passed. So during that time, Bill came to our meeting and he said, good news, bad news. You guys can make your own school board policy. Bad news is they won't even get a hearing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, policy, that's what we do as school board members. And if I can make a policy. So that started the initiation of me thinking, oh, then we need a policy. Hello. Why are we wasting time? <laughs> you know, we don't need a law to make a policy if, you know, it's lawful. So I right away, me and the superintendent coming from a parent now into a board member, we made a deal that there would be no surprises. Once I found that out, I told him I want to bring it forward a policy. And I know right away he was like, no, it's against the law. And I'm like, okay, show me the law. Long story short, I ended up being part of a coalition um, that who worked hard. Everybody was very mindful. We had even attorneys on the um, coalition. Um, so anyways, by that time, our, our superintendent was working on trying to find a law that we would be breaking, which he never was able to find. And he said, hey, Mrs. Shaw, I think that I was misled and there is no law they can't provide me with for one. During that time, the coalition decided that it was ready. Our policy was ready and we were going to bring it forward. So it just kind of all organically worked together, which was beautiful. I asked our superintendent to also give input on the policy. Um, and then we brought it for a first reading. And when the first reading came, 
it went a little wild in our board meetings. But unlike how us parents back in the day, the I don't fill the boardrooms now knowing about what we're doing, we're, there was no order. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I want an orderly border boardroom so we can get through the business. Right. And so does the board majority. So I, as a president, you lead the meetings and I make sure, you know, everybody's treated fairly, but we also are going to have order in the boardroom. So there was a lot of chaos, but we set the things straight. People had to, um, eliminate themselves from the meeting for a lot of outbursts and just craziness going on. Long story short, the first reading passed and we brought it for the second. That's when Tony Thurman came and tried to, you know, do his little thing <laughs> on us. And um, we ended up passing the policy. And then quickly after, now we're being sued by the state, which I'm sure everybody has seen. And if not, I really encourage them to look because I always find these things also kind of as gifts, you know, because it's kind of letting the public know, like, what do you mean? Why is this extreme? All we're doing is actually, believe it or not, Sophia, is reversing a previous policy that kept secrets in regards to this place that most school boards, including ours, had adopted previously on this particular case. So it's just really crazy to me that you have school boards across California that have adopted policies that say we're going to keep secrets from parents. We're going to choose where we can do that to and what issues. And then you also see the push from the Department of Ed. If anybody goes on their Instagram, you will clearly see they're not focused on education. Um, it almost looks like Tony Thurman's campaign page, right? Um, and then you go on the unions page who are fighting hard against us, who have actually even said that they wanted to, I mean, we've been in many of their articles and um, you know, they, 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 our local union is very tied in with them and um, it's just, it's, it's a machine, but I don't want people to feel hopeless against that machine. First of all, as believers, we know that God's always in control and he always won the battle. So we have to submit to that. And second of all, um, he's calling you to do, do certain things and kids to protect kids is like the biggest priority. Like, I don't understand how extreme anybody can try to make this by just involving the parent. Why would we encourage secrets? Where is that beneficial for any child? And if a child is unsafe, guess what? we're mandated reporters, aren't we? So get that child to safety. Why are we allowing them to go into unsafe homes? And I always find the hypocrisy so right there in our face. Like you have Bonta literally saying parents are dangerous, but yet you're okay with them going into the home. You're saying school sites are dangerous, but what are you doing about that? I mean, it, we obviously clearly see from the behavior of this person, our streets are unsafe. The laws that they are, you know, encouraging to weaken we saw the SB, what, 14 on yeah. sex traffickers. You, 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 this is disgusting. Bonta's wife is an assemblywoman who still stood her ground and voted against holding these people, these monsters accountable. That is apps that should be, that should waken every parent up. Like, I don't know what else we can do um, to say, Hey, they're after your kids and they are, and it's clear. And I think that's where you'll have people like us who are not these polished politicians who are deeply involved in any which way. We can't let them divide us by political party or even religious party, because I work alongside many different parents that don't hold the same religious beliefs and the same beliefs that I do as a Christ follower. And I respect and love that because we still have the mission to make sure our kids are safe. And I think once we do that, Sophia, I think they know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen what they've done. They come after people. They come after your jobs. 
we've seen that happen in Temecula. They went after, you know, um, one of the board members who ended up leaving. Um, they came after his jobs, his contracts. They bite you. They come after everything. They do not care. They come after your kids. They uh, threaten your life. We've seen it. They tried to take pictures and manipulate them and then tried to get you to denounce gross, vile things that you would never associate yourself with just to get you caught up. Mm -hmm. And I think their tactics for someone who is not of faith and doesn't have the, you know, they're not covered in the blood of Jesus can really destroy you. But I think that's where they meet their challenge now, because we're not going to sit back. We're not going to give up. They, I think we prove it over and over, which I find it funny when they still come after us and they try to post all these crazy things about you. Right. Um, I'm like, didn't I already tell you, I'm not going to give up. You could say whatever you want about me, but at the end of the day, I'm going to stand in front of you and hurting a child period. You're not, it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not met. I'm not messing around, but the most beautiful part is it's not just me. I'm backed up by hundreds and thousands of parents, not just from California, but all throughout the nation. So you mess with me, you mess with all of them. And like I said this weekend, you call me names, you come after my family, you threaten my um, husband's job, you come after whatever well-being that I try to do to provide for my family. You're not just doing it to me. That should be a wake-up call to everybody mm -hmm. because we are the ones standing in the gap publicly, but what they don't see is all the people that are standing linked arms on the side of us. And also, they don't also see the protection of the Lord that's given to us as we fight this crazy battle, right? Yes. Preach it, Sonia. Okay. I want to emphasize what you said because those listening, if this did not just like set something off in your head, first of all, yes, we work with people that we don't align with on the same um, political parties or religions all the time because we're if we have the same goal to protect children, we're going to do that. But I want to emphasize what you said. They, the ones attacking children and coming after us, all that, have met their challenge, us as Christians, because we're not afraid of the things they have to say because God's on our side. We know he's won the ultimate out. Oh, that was so good when you said that. I was like, yes, they have met their challenge and it's us because it can be hard when people are calling your names, attacking your family, constantly just reporting fake things about you all over social media, it could be so easy to cave. But like you said, like as a Christian, we have that of, first of all, we're obviously doing this. Like you are doing this because God called you to it. And so yeah. when you know God's called you to something, you can't leave. Like that's, you're going to be more protected and safer wherever God's called you to than by ignoring him. Um, wow, that was all so good. <laughs> but I... What I want to emphasize for those listening, if you are not super familiar with a parent notification policy, mm. it is simply saying, so this is the policy that again was Bill Saley's bill that he was going to do AB 1314, never got a hearing. So Sonia and Chino Valley School Board, they took it as a policy. It is simply saying if a child wants to identify as the opposite sex, so if a little boy or a little, a little boy wants to use the girls' bathrooms, play on a girls' sports team, or vice versa, um, a little girl wants to be on the boys' bathrooms, boys' sports team, et cetera, parents need to be informed. That is all it is saying. You know, I've seen, I've been watching the different school board meetings, seeing what people say online, and so many people are like, you're outing these children. No, no, no. They went to a teacher or they went to the school and told them themselves. And all they're doing is telling the parent to get the parent involved in the child's life. Second of all, I've also seen things. You're outing lesbian and gay identifying children. 
No. If a little boy yeah. goes up to their teacher and says, hi, I also like boys, that's not what this policy is about. That's So people misinformed, like, completely... I don't think people are even misinformed on it. I think people are choosing to make up lies about it. But second mm-hmm. of all, the policy, again, it's just letting parents know what's going on in the child's life. And the attorney general is now suing for that. So yeah. if that's not a wake-up call to everyone listening, where the California legislators are, where California elected officials, where our governor, where our attorney general is. And it's not just California, like you mentioned earlier, Sonia. It's happening everywhere. Uh, It needs to be a wake-up call, and it needs to be parents coming in and fighting it because so long, for such a long time, elected officials up at the Capitol were getting away with whatever they wanted because no one knew. And people know yeah, no one was paying attention. No one knew. Everyone's all, how come girls or boys are allowed in girls' restrooms? That actually became law in 2013. <laughs> like, yeah. they, and they got away with it. But it's also awesome to watch that they're scared of us. They're scared of parents standing up for what's right because, what, you came up to the Capitol to be part of a press conference about parents' rights, and that same day Newsom was going to do a press conference then to challenge ours? Like, they know we're on the right side. They are scared of us, as they should be, because we're just simply standing up for children. But yeah. I also want to add in for people to realize, again, you're going to you're fighting. You're going to keep fighting. You have God on your side. You know that. But I want people to be aware of how um, this, the people that want to say they're the welcoming, loving, accepting of everyone people, some of the things they've done to you. And, you know, if you just go on social media – have Sonia in your prayers because you will just see people are attacking her left and right because they're uninformed, they're malicious. This is a spiritual battle and they're obviously on the wrong side of that. But you have received death threats to not just yourself, but to your family. Can you just kind of walk through, I, I guess, walk through what happened there, but how you found the courage to stay strong through that? Absolutely. So when we first passed the policy the next morning, our school board receptionist received a call that said they were going to dismember my body parts. And that was the set off of the first threat, right? So they actively found that person. He ended up being in another state and their department kind of had more leniency. They said that he threatens a lot of elective officials and didn't go after him. Now, our, I love our police department here because they are amazing, first of all. Second of all, they get on it. They do everything they can and more. Um, but unfortunately, because, you know, others let criminals walk free. As we see Bonta, look at the streets. He's cracking down on wanting um, to inform parents on something and calling us dangerous. And, you know, all while we have criminals doing all this vile things. I mean, look at Sa- San Francisco. That should be representation of what's going on. But that was the first one. Then I had an email sent in and it said um, I was going to die, called me some names. And so as your children and point of reference, pet your Yorkie in your lab for me, trying to intimidate me because they know what kind of animals I have. Um, they did find out who that person was. Um, that was also, I think that might've been in Northern Cal. I don't remember. There's just been a few more. And then after that, I think the biggest, um, you, you get a lot of actual people saying, use all force possible to stop Sonia Shaw. Here's her address. They post it on social media, but they get away with it because they're not technically threatening my life. Um, so they, they're, they're, it's almost like they're 
organized professional criminals. Like they've, they've done this before. So you get a lot of that, right? Use all forces possible. Um, that was a gross one. Um, but I do remember also the, another one where our police department ended up arresting this woman uh, while she actually was camping. She's from Berkeley. She went camping up in Yosemite and they caught her, arrested her. She's still going through the court process right now. Um, I will say because sometimes these are people's first offense, they're probably going to get away with it with a slap on the hand and maybe some community service. I don't know. Our system, I feel, is so weak. Um, but then again, uh, I do appreciate, again, our law enforcement. They they went above and beyond. They do. They were doing, um, what do you call, like um, rotations around my home, making sure we were safe. I was able to constantly communicate with them because there's been times where I left the airport and it says the air tags following me, such and such, right? You have messages coming in saying all kinds of things, things that are so vile and associating you with such evil, vile hate groups. And it's like, you don't, I don't want to get in the weeds with them. That's what they want. They want to distract you from what you're doing. They want to tear you down. So as hard as it is not to respond to those things, I think it's really important not to get caught up in those things because that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to get distracted. Of course, you stand your ground and you stand firm and you let them know you're not. I'm not their victim. That's the thing. I never was their victim. Now, am I going to say the death threats didn't trigger our family to put safety things in place to make sure we're safe? Absolutely, it did. We would be stupid to say that we were just going to sit there and not do anything to make sure our family is protected, right? Um, uh, and I, I will say this, though. That first death threat that came in, I remember laying my head in my Bible, crying. My Bible till this day is all messed up on the first page, but I think it's a beautiful thing that I can one day tell my grandkids, you know, how God just is always there. And I remember crying out to God like, you know, just like a child, like, I just want to see you. I just want to feel you, please, Lord. I know you're here, but I just, I had that heart of just, you know, being a kid again, when I was younger, like God protect us, you know, where there was wicked things happening in my childhood. And I remember just feeling this warmth. And I remember just visioning God, just putting his big arms around me and just telling me it's okay. And from that moment on, I was like, I'm good. I, I surround by God given beautiful people that have come into my life. I surround myself with people that, you know, have prayed, encouraged, who have been there. And I think that is good. You know, you seek wise counsel. You just don't go, um, you know, doing what your flesh wants to do all the time because you do want to respond. You do want to like say, what in the world's going on? Leave my kids alone, leave my family alone. But then also, I think it's a reminder of how much they want our kids, right? Why are you coming after me? Because I wanted to inform a parent. That's so insane. Like you act like I did some crazy thing, like associating me with the most evil, vile things. And it's, and again, like I'm not, I think the biggest lesson is that we don't need to respond to everything. Of course, like I said, sometimes I do respond to a few things, but not in a way where I'm also, my, my energy and focus is taken away because God has given me clear directions on what needs to be done. And I, we have the protection. So They've come after my kids. They've said stuff. Um, I know that they even tried to seek where my husband worked and call his work and just really crazy things. They've done it to even parents in our community. They've called their work. And luckily, the few that they did it to, their bosses are, um, you know, very clear in their stance on protecting children. So it didn't work. But unfortunately, it does work in some cases like we saw, you know, in other cities, which I think is so horrible. But it also needs to wake people up to look. We're not doing anything crazy. I remember the book policy to it literally was just eliminating anything 
you know, sexually explicit and obscene. That's it. I can't tell you the headlines they spend on how we're going to get rid of this classic, that classic. And I'm like over here, like you guys are sick. You're evil. You're fighting us. When you look at the policy, it was very clear. It was, it couldn't even be more black and white, but yet here's how they do it. They spin because most people won't do their research and their homework and pay attention because they're busy. And I, I don't, I don't fault everybody for that because you do right now, a lot of us are just trying to afford putting food on the table, right? It's just, the world is crazy right now. Um, probably crazier than a lot of us have ever seen, but I have so much peace in knowing when I, Fontana this weekend, I mean, Sophia, what a beautiful testimony to say how many people just came together. I heard people saying, I don't even know why I'm here, but it felt led by God to be here, right? How beautiful is that? And then they become aware of what's going on. So I think I find peace in that. I find peace in knowing people are coming together for God's purpose. I find peace in knowing that we could share the gospel through, you know, our actions, not just our words, because our words are nothing if we don't have the actions behind it. Showing them we have the protection, God's um, leading us, you know, like you don't have to be doing these crazy things for people to see that, oh, wow, they're, you know, these these, they call us, I don't know, I don't want to go into what they call us, but anyways, <laughs> it does, it is hard. Mm -hmm. But I also say, surround yourself with wise counsel. It is going to take each of us to stand together. We cannot look at what tomorrow is about because if we looked at too much into tomorrow, I'm pretty sure all of us would just run to the hills and go pitch a tent, right? Um, but I also think we need to look at what's right there in front of us and thank God for bringing us all together. Who would have ever thought all of us would have been together, right? No, I never dreamed of this. Um, and, and you know, it does, like you mentioned, it does take a family. I have an amazing God fearing husband and I am so grateful to the Lord because a lot of people will say, oh yeah, uh, Sonia is just one of those strong ladies. And I'm like, oh, actually not really at all. I'm on this dude's shoulders. You just don't see him because he's holding down the fort on everything else and praying over our family and making sure that, you know, me and the girls are taken care of. But yeah, I just, I, I really hope people start just paying attention. It only takes a little bit. I mean, for you to realize the war that they have, you know, put on our children. I mean, they did declare war on our kids. They declared war on families. What does the enemy want? He wants to break up families. They're clearly doing that. Follow the laws. That's all you got to do. Follow the laws and you'll clearly see the agenda. It's right there in front of us. And then look at the resistance and the hate on some of us who are not bought and sold that we are just the normal day-to-day -day people that, you know, that God put in these places. And you'll clearly see that they don't want us there and they'll do everything they can to silence us. And I think then you'll get more and more people involved. Absolutely. And like you said, who would have thought like all of us that are connected now and know each other. I mean, it's been such a blessing in my life just to yeah. have you in my life and have the people we've met through standing up for what's right in my life. And I think a lot of people can be afraid of hey, I might, I'm going to lose some friends if I speak out on this, or my family might be mad at me for a bit or different things. But all I can say to that is the people you will meet will be, the relationships will be way more fruitful than those ever were. Knowing that the people we have in our corners are constantly, how can I pray for you? Here's this Bible verse there to encourage you. It's just powerful relationships are coming out of standing for what is right. Um, but with that, I want to just give you a chance if there's anything you want to say 
um, even specifically to the moms and to the women that are listening in today, any piece of advice or encouragement you can give to them? Um, you know, I would just say, look at your babies, look at your kids. I mean, they're the most precious. And to know that something so evil wants your kids, I think that should be your daily reminder and why you fight, right? And one day your kids are going to tell your grandkids, hopefully, if we're still here and not called to heaven, that you're, you, you know, that you fought for them. You did everything you can. You got out there. You, you did everything possible and you sacrificed a lot. I would say, make sure you surround yourself with wise counsel. Make sure you surround yourself with others who are going to be able to pray, cry, encourage, and, and um, just fight the good fight with you. Um, I, God never intends for us to be alone. And like you said, we might lose some, but the, what you gain is actually just so much more beautiful and better and stronger relationships that I think are um, a big, huge blessing. I would say also, even for those that don't believe in Christ, just don't let them divide us because we all believe in the same thing. We all want children to be safe. And I think that's an important thing. Like you're going to see them demonize different political parties. And we all know there's brokenness in all of them across the board. Right. And they're going to try to use that and they're going to try to label people. So it, sh it shuts them up and silences them. But I would say, again, look at people's actions, get involved. Even if it's the smallest thing of you helping in the classroom, I mean, I started off doing art and PE and room mom because those things didn't have funding, you know, and just you getting involved, you'll, you'll see things, hear things. And I saw a lot of beautiful things. Why do you think I fight so hard for our community's um, public schooling? Because there's so many beautiful, amazing people. We have so many amazing, beautiful teachers and staff members. And I think that's what kind of encourages me and gives me hope is knowing it's not lost. There's a lot of people trying to hold the line, but it, it's going to take all of us to, you know, fight the good fight, like I said. Um, but then again, don't get in the weeds. Don't, um, it's okay to defend yourself, but I would say don't get distracted. Look at your babies. Look at that mission and just keep on and, and ask if you are a believer, I would say, ask God every day, where do you want me? Protect me. I, I always ask God to reveal, to expose and remove those that have wicked intentions and, um, you know, against children. And I've seen it for what? Almost three, four years. I've seen it. It, it happens all the time. And instead of saying, like getting frustrated, why did Bonta do that? I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for allowing him to go out into the public and saying parents are dangerous. Like you just did us a favor, Bonta. Thank you. Um, Thurman for wanting to silence us. And, you know, they sent those blackmail letters to the school districts. Bonta's doing the same scare tactics. I would say, call them on their bluff. Why are we the only school district if we were so dangerous when you have all these other school districts that pass this policy? Why are the, we the only one that's being sued? Mm -hmm. If you truly cared about all these kids that passed this policy, we should have all been sued across the board. But look at God does provide. You don't want to get yourself in a lawsuit because it does take away money from the kids' education. And guess what? God provided Liberty Justice Center from us. And they would cover any school district that passed this policy because you could see them bending and twisting laws to try to push what they're saying is true. But unless you hold the line and fight it, look at the teachers that got reinstated recently. Mm -hmm. That should give people hope. So what? You have a couple cases that are in this. We know where we live in California. But I will also say, California, I will tell you, I got hundreds of letters. One day I should show you how big the stack is. Mm -hmm. And it was from people all over the nation, including phone calls and emails, saying, California, 
We are watching you. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. You're giving for the rest of the nation. And that is a beautiful testimony because look at people in California are, are blazing the trail, right? They're, they're doing what they're supposed to because it isn't a party thing. It should have never been a party thing. And that's where we need to bring back common sense. We've lost common sense. It's common sense to have a parent involved in their child's life. It's common sense not to allow the state to take over unless the child was in danger. And I think it's common sense that when you hear politicians and our superintendent of public education calling us things like dangerous, calling us things like so many different names, we've all seen it. Mm-hmm. Wake up every parent, get involved. It, it doesn't matter. You don't have to run for that position, but you getting involved. You coming to that school board meeting and somebody, remember, we only had two school board members that we felt were fighting for parents' rights and for our children. You don't think us parents gave them the courage to keep fighting when they were outnumbered? I'm telling you, writing those letters, writing those emails, calling your elective officials, calling your assembly members, calling your senators, hold them accountable. Pay attention and hold them accountable because when the time comes, you're going to be able to vote. And I get it. People have hesitation because they say this, that, and the other, and voting's broken. But guess what? There is people who got in. So don't give up the hope. You still got to go and do and, and vote. You still got to pay attention and make sure you're voting for the right person who's protecting kids all across the board, right? Absolutely. So I, yeah. I would say that. <laughs> no, that's perfect. And yeah, like Sonia said, get involved. Um, even if you don't feel called to run for school board member, encourage the school board members that are doing what's right. Send in the letters, go to your school board meetings, or as Sonia mentioned in the beginning, go help out in the classroom, be the team or the room mom, be the team mom for the sports team, go do that stuff. The impact it makes just to be that friendly face to those children that are feeling lost and confused because either they don't have a parent that's super involved or they have teachers lying to them and confusing them. Go in the classroom be there, be that support. I, um, growing up, my mom, I'm blessed that she was always helping out in the classroom and the sports teams. And when I played high school soccer, she was the, um, varsity team mom for the girls. So she would do all the stuff and it was really cool. So I had my alumni soccer game for high school recently. And some of the girls that played with me were the same year as me. They came and they saw my mom and they go, our team mom. And like, so happy to see her. We're 23. She was their team mom when we were 16, 17. And so the impact you make on children, you don't, you might not even see it. You might not even know it, but you're making it. So get involved, do that. I do want to emphasize all the policies that we've been talking about today that Sonia and Chino Valley have done. No matter what you hear, whatever you hear about lawsuits, they are fully legal and that will come to tail and come to fruition and it will be seen throughout these lawsuits, even if that means going to the Supreme Court. But fully legal, worked on by attorneys. Um, Sonia firsthand can say she wouldn't have done it if she didn't have the confidence that the attorneys looked at it and it wasn't fully legal. And so it is. So don't believe the lies. But Sonia, I am so grateful for you. I'm so glad um, you were on the podcast. And everyone that's listening, like I said, Sonia has received hate, death threats, whatever you can think of, she's received it. So if you are listening, I'm just going to encourage you to this week, take it upon yourself to spend every day, whether it's in the morning or at night, in prayer for Sonia and her family. And just be in prayer for safety and protection and 
anything you want to be in prayer for her, take that upon yourself this week to do that. But Sonia, I'm so grateful for you. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Sophia. I love you. You're the best.